0: do I get to preach in my bare feet? You know, I was actually going to put my sandals on. I had them in the back there, and I decided, no, you know, I'm not gonna. You know why? For two reasons. Hit me right back there. First of all, I love that scene in the scriptures where Moses and God have this uh, altercation and interaction, and God tells Moses, hey, take off your shoes, man, because you are on holy ground. And one of the the coolest things is just like there is nothing separating between you and me. We We are... We are having an intimate time here together. And so I just thought, man, that's what I felt like. That's what I prayed for. And there is nothing more holy, nothing more awesome than God's presence right here with us right here today. So that's really cool. The other thing that hit me right back there, I love the scripture that says, beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Sweet, huh? Now, if anybody's seen my feet, you know they are not beautiful, okay? I have actually had people tell me they hate it when it's sandal season because they have to watch me wear those. And so, but the scripture just says when somebody is bringing the good news, when you've got good news, man, it's a beautiful thing. And that's what we talked about here a couple of weeks ago I shared with you that that actual word gospel just means it's just good news, man. And a person who actually shares that, the whole evangelist thing. An evangelist, that was just a term that was used in that culture all the time. All the time. It was just somebody who brought good news. And so, man, let me just, this is our last day. Let me just remind you again what this good news is and what this adventure is. We talked about the adventure, and this is the adventure that you now can live every moment of every day in a personal, intimate relationship with the most powerful, loving God in the universe. Is that not cool? That is just so cool. And that is what we were created for. That's the adventure. And we talked about the first step. In that adventure is what took place right here. The first step is simply admitting, oh my gosh, God, I realize I'm so prone to wander from you. I have said no to you my whole life and not anymore. I confess that sin and I want you to come and forgive me for that. And I receive you into my life as Lord. That's the first step, just a step of faith of believing and receiving Jesus Christ. And then we talked about the security. Then once that happens, he goes, now the coolest thing is you are completely forgiven of everything from now on. Oh my gosh, is that not good news? I'm telling you, when you have had a rough weekend and you look in the mirror and you know as a follower of Christ, like that song that we opened with, you are clean, not because of anything that you've done and you know that, but because of what Jesus Christ did for you. That is great news. And then he makes you his kid. Just as my three beautiful children are mine forever, I'm his kid forever. And we received a leader. I'm not left alone anymore in this life. The security I have is I have a good shepherd who provides for me, who protects me, who watches over me, and who leads me. And I'm not left alone in that life anymore. And then we talked about he gives us a guide, the Holy Spirit, who's right inside of us every second. He talked about he gives us a field manual, the scripture, so that we can know what is true about this life as we're trying to figure this all out. We have a team, and that's you guys. He's given us a team. When you receive Christ, you receive a community. And we actually go through this together. No one should ever be alone on this journey. In fact, because you just aren't. And then last week we talked about what is this route? Okay, now we're ready. Let's walk. What are we going to do? What's this this adventure going to be like? And we realize the only thing that matters is faith expressing itself in love. Faith in God's love for you and what Christ has done. Living in that way of love. And then loving God back with all of our heart and soul. That's why when we say you received Christ as Lord and that means He gets to call the shots and I love Him by saying I'm absolutely devoted to you more than anything. And that's when we actually find our life. And then He says, hey, and if you love me, love each other. Just love each other. So man, it is the life. It is the life we were created for. We have everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge, our personal knowledge of God. So good. So now we're ending it uh, today with this, the last thing, and what we're, our last thing is called the next climb. And we, we deliberately called it that because you realize, oh, you mean this thing isn't over? No way, baby. No way. Because once you do something that you love, and once you do something you, and you experience something awesome, what do you want to do? Man, you want to do it again, don't you? And not only do you want again, you want to bring people along for the ride. That's the next climb. So let me illustrate this way. Anybody got a favorite restaurant out there here in Salt Lake? Yeah, favorite restaurant? I do too. Or I did. I did. Until Monday. And on Monday, my wife and I went out with a couple friends and we went to Sea Salt. Anybody ever been to Sea Salt? Okay. You will after today. So man, we go to Sea Salt and I ordered this thing on the menu that I couldn't pronounce because I thought it's got to be good, right? If you can't pronounce it, I invite the waitress over. She kind of gives me an, and and here's what it was. Orichetti. Is that how you say that word? Is that close enough? Or a aia puglies. I, 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 if I could do Italian accent, I would, all right? But this is, this is the description. It's house fennel pork sausage, braised cavallonero, whatever that is, with chili, garlic, and anchovy, San marzano tomato, and a fondue of sage butter, fontina, cacchivara and robiello chives. <laughs> and I'm telling you, so I had no idea what I was getting at all, right? <clears throat> she put that thing in front of me, I'm telling you, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't share my food ever. I just don't. I mean, like, usually I just love this. But usually if I like the meal, I usually want to eat the whole meal myself, right? But when you, like, really love something, I'm like, Susie, you have to try this. I even sacrificed some for Bill and Rebecca. And gave them some. I'm like, this is so good. You have to taste this stuff. I mean, seriously, you guys ever had a meal like that? So here's what's crazy, man. When you experience something that good, because I'm, everybody's different. How many of you, when you go to a restaurant, uh, you go, you always order the same thing? You find something you like, you always order the same thing? How many of you, when you go, you gotta try something new every time you go? Okay, so that's me. I always have to try the new thing. And I just looked at Susan and I go, we're coming back here, and I'm ordering that again. <laughs> I have changed, I've been redeemed. I've been reformed. I'm like, all of a sudden, I gotta have this thing. And the other thing is, seriously, I'm going to try to t- take people there all the time now. And this is where I feel like I'm kind of cheating. Because we have a favorite restaurant, and anybody who comes out of town, we always take them to Matza. I love that place. Anybody love Matzah? Oh, I man, if you love Middle Eastern, baby, Matzah's the place. But now, man, I think I'm going to cheat on Matzah. <laughs> I think I've got to cheat on them. i got to take them to Sea Salt, man, because this was so good. And I'm not going to demand that they eat it. You know, I won't. But I'll let them try it. I'll let them try it. All right. See, you guys, the next climb with Jesus is when you say, you know what? What I've experienced with him, I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to do it again. In fact, this is how I'm going to walk. This is how I'm going to live. That's what Colossians 2.6 says. Just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, this unbelievable gift of grace, keep living that way. Just keep walking that way. So the next climb is that, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to tell as many people as I can. Is this not the greatest news in the world? This is even better than Orshad about or whatever that is. This is so much better, and I will not make, you don't make people eat it, but I will invite as many people as I can to go on this adventure with me. You guys get it? So that's what we're going to talk about today. The next climb, once you receive Christ, is this incredible opportunity to invite people into the life that you now have. Oh, so good. Before we go through the Scripture, let's pray together and ask God to work. Oh, God, I'm just, my heart is so full today. Thank you again. We just, we do, oh, just love you and celebrate. But Lord, I just pray now today that you might help all of us who are here to understand how how good this is and how beautiful this is. And would you move us? Would you, again, take your word and may your spirit who's present within us just kind of remind us today, Jesus, of what it really means to, to have you as Lord and what it really means to follow you and to be on this adventure and what it means to just invite people to come on the most wonderful thing that we've ever experienced. God, may we again, may we walk out of here. I really want to ask, would, we, would you, by the power of your spirit, help us to walk out of here differently? in the way we came in. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you have your Bibles, turn to First Peter chapter 3. And, and again, you can grab your phone and go to Version, and all our notes are on there for you if you want to have that. Or uh, obviously the Scripture will be up here as well. I am cheating a little bit. Uh, one verse is from the New International Version, and the next verse is from the New Living Translation. Those are the two we usually teach from here. But I like the way both of those said each verse, and so uh, here we go. In your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. And always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and with respect. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. In this verse right here, you guys, there are four very, very cool things that I want to share with you that will be our life if we're going to take the next climb. In other words, if we're really going to walk this adventure out and not just do a one-time thing, okay? Here's the first one. If you're going to go on this adventure with God, on the next climb, you've got to be radical unto Jesus. You've got to be radical unto Jesus. That was interesting because I, I looked up this word radical, and this was the definition I, I, I liked. It said it's a person who advocates thorough and complete reform. A radical is someone who says, man, I'm going to, advocate, I'm going to fight for this for a thorough and complete reform. See, when something totally changes and you're all in on that thing and you're going to give everything you've got because you believe in it soul-heartedly. So what the Scripture says, in your heart, okay, in your heart, in the deepest part of your being where you make all of your decisions. See, in your heart is where your will is. Your heart is all of you. It's what you feel. It's what you think. But eventually, it's what you will decide to do. He says, in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. That word set apart is the fancy kind of, um, if you ever read the Bible in Christian stuff, you'll see this word sanctify or sometimes the word holy. And what that word literally means, it just means to cut. And what you're doing is you're separating. And what this verse says is there should only be one Lord in your heart. There shouldn't be lots of Lords. There shouldn't be lots of things that are the final decision maker for you. It shouldn't be your own desires, for sure. We've talked about that. It shouldn't be your own emotions. It shouldn't be what the world says. It shouldn't be anything except Lord, Jesus. Set apart, cut away everything else and put Him at the center. Be radical unto Him. Have a huge transformation and a complete reformation happen in your heart. That's what He's talking about. So one of that song we just sang. It said, light unto the world, light unto my life. I will live for you alone. You're the one I seek, knowing I will find all I need in you alone. See, man, when you start to experience that, when you start to know that, then, the, then you sing the chorus. So I will, where you go, I'll go. And where you stay, I'll stay. And when you move, I'll move. I will, you guys get that? I mean, that right there is what it means to set apart Christ as Lord in your heart. That's what it means to be radical, to actually be someone who advocates for a thorough and complete reformation of your heart. Where you go, I'm going. If you stay, I'm staying. When you move, I'll move. You guys get that? That is what he's called us to. You guys, that's the adventure. And let's just be honest with ourselves. Most of the times, as good church-going folk, we don't do that. That's not, we're, not, we're not as interested in that part of, what, of the deal here. Like, man, forgive me and let me go to heaven? Awesome. <laughs> But receiving you as Lord and setting you apart is that, but the, the point, of everything we've been teaching you is the only way you do receive Him is as what? Lord. So now you've got to set Him apart like that. Be radical in this. Then, you guys, the result is, then I mean, here's why. Because the result is if you actually will be radical and set Him apart as your only Lord, then you'll experience the adventure that's when you'll actually have eternal life. And I've shared this so many times where I've actually heard people say, hey, like to new believers, right? They'll say, listen, I know you're really excited now, but just wait, all that excitement will eventually go away. How many of you have heard people say that? I just go, what God do you know? Are you kidding me? If I'm being transformed more and more into the image of Christ, then why am I going down like this? You guys, the you know why? The only reason, if you're going down like this, is because you haven't set him apart in your heart as Lord. And you've stopped being radical. And you've stopped saying completely, all in, you've got me, where you go, I'll go, what you say, I'll do, all of that. That's what it means. So Jesus, and and here's what he says, so kind of shifting into today, if I'm doing that, okay, look what Jesus says. He says in Matthew 4, 19, come follow me, right? We're all like, okay, I'm in. And I will, Jesus, I will make you a fisher of men. I will. That's what I'll make you. Acts one says, if you, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. I always love that. It doesn't say, okay, now that you're a Christian, go witness. Get out there and find those doors, okay? No, it says, guess what? When you receive me, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. And when you receive me, you will receive power, and you just will be my witnesses. You know, one of the coolest things, you know how this works? <clears throat> Even in our base camp group that we have right now, this last Tuesday, it was so cool. One of our gals in our group, brand new, just started coming to K2 recently. When we offered the first step, she came down. This is a totally new deal for her. And while we're talking about the team, that's where we're a week late, so we were talking about the team and stuff, she, said, she just sat down, she says, you know what's so cool is actually, I'm taking everything that we're doing through base camp. She goes, and I'm calling my brother, and we've been going through it together. And her brother and her are just going, she, she, and she told her brother, she said, listen, the God that I'm learning about is so completely different than the God that you and I grew up with. And how cool is this? How, no, you've got to be a really strong, mature believer and go to theology and all that kind of stuff before you can ever tell anybody about Jesus, right? Because isn't that why some of us don't tell anybody? Why? Because I don't know enough. What I love is here's somebody who's brand new. It's like the guy who, when he received sight, and they said, well, tell us who this is. He goes, I don't know. All I know is I was blind, and now I can see. Come and see this guy who did this for me. See, that's what she's doing. Immediately, as soon as she begins this journey, the very next thing she does is she starts telling other people about the journey. You guys get it? That's the next climb. And Jesus is the one who makes us do that. See, this, is just, this just happens if you are radical to Jesus. And if you're set apart in Him. Jesus says this thing. He says, Just as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Now, if you receive Him as Lord, and you're like, Okay, whatever you do, whatever you, wherever you go, whatever you say, what I'm going to show you guys is one of the things that Jesus just said is, Just as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Did you guys know that? Anybody else going, Hey, wait a second. Can I, can I rethink this deal? <laughs> no. I, well, sure, but No. see because it's the greatest news you've ever had in the world if you've really received Christ and you know what it is to know the living God in your heart how can you not tell people it's just what happens when you experience something awesome like Orchetti de Plegnius somebody help me with that pronunciation after the service Matthew 28 18 through 20 Jesus came to them and he said all authority In heaven and earth has been given to me. Anybody ever been under someone's authority? You know? You ever had to run into a cop? Any of you who've been in the military, had a mom and dad? (laughs) See, when someone has authority, what do you do? What do you do? Whatever they say. He has authority. And then he bases this next statement on his authority as being Lord. Therefore, because I have all authority, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I heard this quote from Rick Warren recently. He said this, If you want the blessing of God on your life, then you need to care about the things that God cares about most. And what God cares about most is He wants His lost children found. Nothing matters more. And if you want to know how much it costs, you open up your eyes to the cross with His arms outstretched with Jesus saying, This is how much I love the world. I love the world this much. I would rather die than live without you. I would rather die than live without you. You guys, if we love him, then you love what he loves. And there's nothing more that he loves, nothing matters more than the children he still loves who don't know it. This much. And so we go for it. Jesus was radical under the Father and the adventure is being radical unto Jesus. That's the next step. That's what makes it worth living, man. I'm telling you, if you're sitting out there and you're like, you know, your, your spiritual heartbreak monitor is going, or, or I, I don't know. I'm telling you, right here, you want to you put a little shock treatment into your soul and into your life? Start caring about what God cares about. And he just wants people to know. Him. All right? Now, I, here's number two. Be radical for Jesus. Number two, be ready for others. Always be prepared, the scripture said. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Always be ready to give a reason. You know, one of the things I I, I get to do quite often is talk to people who are considering planning a church here in Salt Lake City. And I, and I I love talking to them. Because I'm ready, man. I am so ready to tell them about why I just love living here. You know, I mean, I can tell you what restaurants you should go, obviously, and I can tell you about my great insurance agent who just rocks the world, and I can tell you about the school system. I can tell you all, I can, like, I'm ready to tell you about living here, and I'm ready to tell you about what it's like to be a part of the church here, which is so, so exciting. That's just, so you just got to be ready, and if you're on the adventure, notice what the scripture says, be ready to give somebody an answer for the reason, for the hope that you have when they ask you. See, that goes back to the adventure. Part of the reason that no pe- nobody asks us about our hope is because we're not actually walking on the adventure. That's why I talk about. It's like, some people would look at us, and I, uh, a guy years ago, he used to say, are you actually living the life that you're calling other people to live? <laughs> like, and so are they even saying, I see something different in you? Can you tell me actually about that hope? See, now here's the truth. There is truth. There is. There is truth in any religion. And there is something to learn that's good in every religion. But Jesus' message was so unique and so different that even though you don't deserve it and even though you don't work for it, he says, I'm going to forgive you and love you simply because you believe in me. Oh, man, Romans 4, 4 and 5 says, Now to the one who works, wages are credited not as a gift, but as an obligation. Right? I mean, how many of you work? This is just, this is how it is. And this is this way in every society. You work for it and you earn a wage. That's what he's saying here. However, to the one who doesn't work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. I just love that. Like, so you work and then you earn it. And what we learned, right, is the thing we earned for all of our sin was death. Bummer. That's what we earned. That's our wage. And so, but he says, for the one who doesn't work, but actually who just believes, it's like all of a sudden your account, bam, you believe in Jesus? He goes, awesome, here you go. And he immediately puts into your account and credits it as righteousness, just like that. Is that not, see, that's amazing. See, that's great news that I can be reconciled to God simply by putting my faith in him. It is, it is so cool. So you've got to be ready to tell people about this. And so are you ready? Are you ready? Like, if somebody was going to ask you, man, what is up with you? Why, why do you live the life you live? And what's, what hope do you have? Uh, there's just three things, man. First of all, are you ready to share your story? Because one of the things that's just really true, I can, I can argue, right, with, about Jesus and about God with others, and they can argue with me, and we probably won't get anywhere, to be honest with you. You ever, you ever get anywhere with anybody who argues with you? about it? You just don't. But you know what? It, 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 at the end of the day, I just go... I have this story and that is my story. And nothing changes it. Can you tell your story? And sometimes people have said, can you set, can you, could you tell your story in an elevator? That's one way. People say, do you have like, they call it an elevator speech? So you could do this in like 30 seconds if somebody asked you, you know, real quick. If, you, if you're sitting down to coffee and somebody's just intrigued and they want to, you know, you got a couple minutes. Do you have a couple minutes story? And then do you actually have one full story? If somebody says, no, dude, I really want to hear what is going on. Can you tell them, are you ready to tell them what happened to your life? But here's the second thing. Are you ready to share this? And you guys, this is why we have this here. And I, again, I want to apologize as your pastor for the last eight years that we didn't have this on day one. I, I'm so, but, but let's forget that. The past is past. Let's move on because here's what's so cool now is now you have a tool so that you can share this with people. So if somebody actually is intrigued enough to actually want to know more, you can say, really? Hey, here's what's cool. If you'd hop online, you could watch. We have a little 10-minute clip of each one of these messages or the whole message. Hey, why don't you just go watch this online? And then here's the book. There's a PDF on there as well if you just want to uh, uh, download it. And then let's get together for coffee and let's talk about it. How many of you could do that? The answer is all of you can do that. And see, now you're not going to sit there and go, man, I'd love for you, but I, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to say. Now we have something for you so that every one of you can do what Jesus said to go do. Share my love with the world. And now, so here's your tool, Basecamp. And here's the other one I want to give you. There's another great app, if you're an app type of guy. And it's called God Tools. Write this one down. It's an app called God Tools. And I'm telling you, man, when Susan and I looked at it, if if you ever just wanted to have a really simple way just to sit right there on your phone and do this, it it would be, it's fantastic. So just write that down. Be ready for others. Here's a third one. Be respectful to others. Be radical unto Jesus. Be ready for others when they ask. And then be respectful. The verse simply says, do this with gentleness and respect. Can I just ask you, like how many of you, when you see someone holding up a sign on the street corner saying, you're going to hell! Don't you just want to stand right beside him and go, yeah! I mean, I, mean, when you, I mean, when you see those signs, don't there's something inside of you just go, I just weep inside. I, I just grieve inside. Because I'm just like, are you kidding me? I, do you read the Bible at all? Can, can you see Jesus? And where do you see Jesus? I mean, he's so gentle and kind. In fact, the scripture says that it, it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. I mean, it's crazy. Now, the fact, you know, that they, they sometimes people put things on signs and I'll go, yeah, you know, I, I, I know that there's some truth in that. God is a very just God. If he wasn't just, he would not be worth following. You would not want a God who didn't care about things that were good or right. You wanted just God. But he satisfies his justice in a couple different ways, right? Either one way through Jesus who says, hey, let me take care of the punishment for sin. Okay? And I'll take it all away from you so you can be completely free. That's a, that's a good way to get it satisfied. Or you can pay for it yourself, like for a really long time. And so he is going to satisfy his justice. That, that's really true. But oh my goodness, you guys. When it comes to God, I, I just say, who comes to know the love of God through that type of stuff? Maybe it's happened. I don't know. But I want to tell you what. When you, start, when you start beginning a relationship with somebody, like when I start beginning a relationship with Susie, right? How do you do it? How do you do it? You, you romance them, don't you? You romance them. Like, guys, you remember the time you used to listen to, to your wife? You know, because you knew that was like the right thing to do, you know, in the, in the beginning. Because when you want to romance somebody, all of a sudden you, you actually care. You show that you care and you show that you do nice things for them and, and you listen to them. You love they this so mattered, the, the potential of that relationship so mattered to you that you were careful to love them, right? So how valuable, again, are people to God worth his life? He'd rather die. They're not big. That's how valuable they are. So I was just thinking about this um, this this morning. So like, <clears throat> all right, good catch. Oh, oh, don't fumble. All right. So with football, man, like if I if I want, and I did, I used to play quarterback, and I I I, I could. I, I you know, if you stood up, I'd love to rifle one of these at you, Mister yeah, Mister Green. You know, and I could. If I, but if I really, if I like more than anything else, wanted you to catch this ball. How would I throw it to you? Okay? Lene, you ready? Yes, good catch. Awesome. See, that's exciting to me. Here you go. Oh! Pay attention! Watch out for that iPhone. Here you go. You know, seriously. Like I wouldn't say, hey man, I more than any this matters to me more than anything else, right? And you're like, Bam! That almost fell out of my hand. You would not do that. If I want my kid to catch the ball, I'm going to throw it as gently as I can so they can catch it. You guys, I'm telling you, when you're going to share the greatest news that could give somebody eternal life, how are you going to do it? You do it with gentleness and respect. And, and, and you know what? And can I just say, really, all you're doing when you do that is you say you genuinely, genuinely, and sincerely love them. I just love you. 1 Thessalonians 2.8 says this, we loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well because you had become so dear to us. Oh, you guys, man, when we go out on the next climb and we're saying, I want you to come on this adventure with me, I can tell you for me, it's simply because I love you so much. So, you walk and you're patient and you're kind and you're gentle, but you share this stuff. And so, I, I want to show you a video that I saw um, a couple months ago. Maybe some of you have seen this. Um, do you guys know Penn Gillette? Anybody know Penn Gillette? Guy down in Vegas, uh, does a lot of really wild you know, shows and different things of that nature. Very, uh, you know, professes atheism very strongly. But he, he put up a video, just took his own camera and just. You'll see, he just stuck it right there, and he's right after a show because they had an encounter with somebody that he wants you to know about. And so watch this real quick. I want to talk to you about... It's kind of haunting, though, isn't it? One of the things, yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but... I love how he said over and over again. He, he looked me right in the eyes. Do you guys know that? He looked me right in the eyes. See, uh, he could tell. What could he tell? This guy actually cares. <laughs> He's not out there with his tractor or with his sign or his. No, he goes like a, he could tell. He really was genuinely loving and kind and careful. And he and he kept saying because he looked me right in the eyes. But I know for Susie, when I showed that to her and we looked at that, and and he just said, how much do you got to hate somebody to not tell them you think the possibility of eternal life is there? And isn't it crazy? And and he gave the reason. Because you don't want it to be socially awkward? <laughs> and, and, and I just thought, too, look, if you're here today and you don't believe in, in Christianity, I just... I love the fact that he said too, if you're like me, if you're an atheist, you don't believe this stuff. What what do you think? Why are you shoving? Why why don't you want to listen to anybody? Like, let's dialogue about this. Let's respect each other. Do this with gentleness and respect. I'm telling you guys, as a follower of Christ... The, the, the least thing I want other people to do is just respect what I believe. Don't you want that? I mean, when see, when we're on this side and people don't respect us, that's when we get all, oh, I can't believe them. They didn't want to hear me. They didn't want to come to church with me. Did you ever go to their church? See, we don't, we, we don't play both sides of this thing. And if we're going to be like Jesus, we really need to do that. And this one who saved us, and who lives inside of us, was willing to go through complete humiliation because he just loved the world so much. And um, so, may I, I just want to say a couple things here. Um, the first one is, when I think of K2 and why we exist, and I've shared this with you before, I shared it when we watched that beautiful testimony of churches and just of what kind of church are we going to be? And if we ever cease to be a church it says, you know what? We're going to be like Jesus. And we're going to be on this climb. And we're going to love him so much that we're going to care about what he loves. And that's every person who has yet to know that. I read a quote from a book called Deliberate Simplicity this last year. And it said this. He said, Throughout the years, we have found two kinds of people fit especially well in a deliberately simple church. Lost people with ruin and wreckage in their life and saved people who have a heart to reach out for lost people. If you're looking for a church with programs that will meet your needs, you will likely be disappointed in a deliberately simple church. If, on the other hand, you want to find a place where you can contribute to the greatest cause on planet Earth, you'll have a blast. When I read that, I just thought, you know what? It's really hard to keep a church at its core center for existence. That is, we're going to worship God, but we're going to worship God forever. (laughs) We're going to love each other, but we're going to love each other forever. (laughs) But we're going to reach people who have yet to know that God loves them and that Jesus Christ came to save them. And when we're dead, we can't do that anymore. You guys know that? See, that's why, like, this is like the most important thing is to go on the next climb and say, Man, this is the greatest news in all the world, and I'm going to share this with you, and I want you to taste it as well. And everybody can experience that. And that's what we're going to be about. And I just, today, I just want to let you know if you're a follower of Christ and you're in, then this is what part of the big part of what the journey is about. You just love people with the love of God, and you're ready. You're ready to share with them when they want to know why you have such great hope and you do it with gentleness and respect.